Before we dive in, I'd like to say a big thank you to our title sponsor, Nature's Key. You hear Wes Rupus and I talk a bit about life in our 40s in the first couple minutes of the pod. If you're interested in the CBD products I'm using through my wellness journey, be sure to check them out at keytonaturesblessings.com and use the code MAZE2022 for 20% off your order. Jackson's of Kingfisher is a family-owned and operated dealership in Kingfisher, America, with the motto, come join the family, and when they say it, they mean it. My family and I have been embraced by Casey and the Jackson family from day one, and I'm here to tell you that if you're in the market for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, and want a straightforward, no-hassle car buying experience, Jackson's of Kingfisher is the dealership for you. Give them a call at 866-695-8010, or check them out online at jacksonsofkingfisher.com. And right now, if you mention the Sam Mays podcast, you get $500 off any used vehicle on the lot. Jackson's a Kingfisher. Come join the family. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays, and today we're at Brent's Cajun Seafood in Edmond, Oklahoma, with my good friends, Mr. Wes Sims, former Oklahoma great. How are you, sir? America. And uh, Mr. Rubens Alexander, also former Oklahoma great. How are you, sir? Down goes Russia. <laughs> we are uh, <laughs> We're excited, to, excited to be here with you. We've had a, a fantastic meal. Big shout out to Brent. This is obviously one of our good friends and somebody that supports the podcast that we appreciate. Uh, Brent's Cajun Seafood. Also want to thank our sponsors here, Nature's Key, Jackson's of Kingfisher, and Totally Tickets. We're getting on board with the podcast. If you are interested in advertising with the pod, just reach out to us at samonsports at gmail.com or any of the social medias. We'll be happy to talk to you about what we've got going on next with the Sam Mays podcast. Also, if you haven't listened to the Sam Mays podcast, this is 40 editions. Uh, those are out and floating around right now. We're talking about mental and physical health uh, with the use of cannabis and in a way that's not going to get you high. So for those out there that are concerned about uh, trying cannabis and it freaks you out and you don't want to be locked in your couch or all those things, we're going to teach you how to do it, uh, how to train with it, how to, how to be just live with it uh, in a way that's going to help you out. So check out that this is 40 have, edition of the Sam Podcast. 40 issues. You need to do a This is 40 with me as well. well look, Rufus, you still look 25, so I, I don't want to talk yeah. to you about what This is I 40 is. I see you is. on the Stairmaster. Hey, I'll be getting it on the Stairmaster, man. I, I would pay American dollars if I could get yeah. on a Stairmaster. Wes and I go out to and a not, golf course, and it takes 45 minutes to get loose to swing the, the club. You Wes, know what it feels like to have your knee collapse on itself? Well, Wes, you don't need to, you don't need to mess with the Stairmaster or anything like that. You got bad knees, man. It's yeah. not for you. Just no. do some bear crawls, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's a front heavy. You need to come up and work out with me at the edge. My guy at the edge. Where's the edge? The edge is here in Edmond. My in guy. Edmund. Okay, that's a long ways. What time you go work out? 2.30 I work out. In the morning? And the, no. Dude, the, I'm a morning person. And the, I'm an afternoon guy to work out. It takes me a long time to get loose. Yeah. Wait till you hit 40. So the guy I'm working out Wait with, though, Denny Bonowitz, he was a former strength and conditioning coach at University of Houston down there at North Texas. He was at Cal for a little bit. So, like, I'm doing – you be proud of me, Rufus. I'm doing full field training. Like, I have one of those belts on the other day, running from one of those things that pulls you back, like doing all kinds of sprints. And I'm going to rip my hamstring from the bone. I do that shit. I'm, I'm feeling better than I felt in a long time. So, I'm, I'm, I may have to take you up on that one afternoon yeah, and come and check it out. Just come on up. We'll get a little video of you running circles around me. It'll be good. Hey, I ain't going to be running no circles, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. My, this, I can I can do Stairmaster, all my ma- maintenance stuff. Uh. But I'm, I'm just, I can't. I don't think I got the, the open up and the explosiveness anymore. I ought to be done pull something, hurt yeah, something. Yeah, no, I'm something. surprised that I can move the way that I can. And the problem is now I pay the price that evening 
and in the morning because I am still so big, but I'm moving pretty well, you know, losing a little weight, so feeling my clothes are fitting a little looser now. It always now, feels so. good to get moving. It does. Do so they does. have a stationary bike? I'd yeah. love to come watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, come on out. Come on out for sure. All right, the topics today on this Sam Mays Podcast Sooner Edition, we've got OU Pro Day, the spring game, April 23rd at 3 p.m. We're going to talk a little bit about the Mayfield statue dedication also. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining me. I appreciate it. As far as Pro Day is concerned, we had a whole bunch of Sooners that are getting ready to get into the NFL draft conversation. Uh, and uh, what we're going to do, we're just going to go through these names and then just talk about what we think they're pro career just might look like. I'm kind of curious. Uh, there's some names on this list. I'll just throw out a few that I'm surprised left. Marquise Hayes and Tyrese Robinson. I thought they should have stayed. I would have loved to see Laurent Stokes in this Venables defense. Surprised to see him go. Uh, Brian Osamoa, I thought, did he leave early too? I thought he could have came back for a year. I think he could have came back for a year. Yeah, so there's a few that, uh, you know, maybe we won't have the best opinions of what they're uh, their NFL might, career might look like, but some of these dudes might be successful for sure. So let's uh, let's start with the stars. All right, we'll go with uh, Nick Benito. Broad jumped 120. What what is that? 12 feet? 120 inches? What is 120 know, on that? Be 144 would be uh, 12 right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's got to be feet. so 10 feet. Okay. Broad jumped 10 feet, 35 inch vertical, 45440. 4-2, 20-yard shuttle, 7-0, uh, three-cone drill, and uh, 22 in the bench. I think he's going to be one of those. He's going to be – I think he'll be very good in the NFL. If he stays, if he, he gets his head straight, he gets to the right team, he's going to be a, a very good edge rusher. Um, and I think he'll be a, more of a specialty guy. Um, he, he plays the run okay. I think that's something that he'll have to develop a little bit more, his leverage and stuff. But for a guy that can rush the passer, he has a good first step. He gets off the ball really well. You can tell by his 40 time. Um, I think he'll have a, a good, solid, successful NFL career. I think he'll have a better career than um, – he's going to start off better off than Ronnie Perkins did. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will say that Benito is a tweener to me, and I think that – uh, either he's going to find the team that loves him and features him in a way that's going to make him successful in that league, or he's going to go somewhere and maybe get drowned out a little bit because of his what you frame. said against the Yeah, it's just his not. frame's good though. He has a, a frame that can he add can put on it some it weight. On. Okay, I think he has the frame that could put on some weight. What he's what like six four, six three, six. Oh, I don't know. Is he that big? Yeah, yeah, he's tall. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like, yeah. yeah, he's tall, linky guy. He can put on him and. If Addison Gump would have stayed here, the kid that left and went to oh, Oregon State, yeah. they were both kind of in the same mold height-wise okay. and can go. I think he can add on some more weight and be fine in the NFL. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same bracket there. I, I think he's a tweener. I think right now where his numbers are, it screams off the ball. But seeing what he can do on the line, I think he's going to have to put on a little weight to go up against those big boys without losing that first step. Kennedy Brooks had 35-inch vertical. He ran a 4.5940, 4.420-yard, uh, a 703 cone, and he benched it 14 times. Kennedy Brooks, to me, is very, very simple. This is a balanced back. I think he'll have a lengthy uh, NFL career barring injury. Is he ever going to be a superstar in that league? No. Uh, but is he going to be somebody that might play for five different teams as a uh, back that is yeah. just consistent, probably. You know, I think he's I could, a, he's probably a journeyman in the NFL. Exactly. I was going to say I could totally see him being a journeyman. He's a guy that does everything right, um, even since his first carry at OU. I mean, he just carried the ball high and tight. He's a very technical player. He lets it lets it open up. 
He, he's kind of like a Le'Veon Bell type of player, but I don't I don't know if he's quite that explosive. Right. But I'm I'm curious to see. I don't him. know. I mean, four five. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. not terrible. That's not that's that's not terrible. That's moving. Yeah. That's getting it. I mean, yeah. you got the. I think he's more of like the the Connor guy that played for for Arizona. Um, you know, he, he he's steady. He's consistent. He'll break a few here and there. Um, he just didn't. He wasn't able to display his breakaway speed every time he got caught from behind a lot, but he's a consistent, steady carrier. I mean, he will carry the ball fall forward more than he'll go backwards. Um, he lets the hole develop, so he's a good, patient back, so he's going to let his offensive line He is line very patient. I love that about him. him. Yep. And so he, he can get behind a power offense and, and get behind an offensive line and let guys become all pros because their blocking is beautiful and he's going to make it look really good. Yep. Uh, and, and the offensive linemen will love him because he'll make them right. If they cut, they put the guy on the inside, he'll make the proper cut to get there. If the play is made for the inside, he'll let that guy position himself and make his block look beautiful. So I like Kennedy Brooks for What's the style. Huh? Like when I watch that kid play, there's many a time I think Jamal Anderson. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I like the Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell comparison yeah. because he, he jump cuts, he kind of stays yeah. behind, and then he comes out and goes where he's it, supposed to go. He lets it open up he lets for it. 100%. And Le'Veon Bell was that guy. In, in, the, in the peak of Le'Veon Bell's career, he was so patient. It used to drive me nuts, like, man, go ahead, break. And he would jump, 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 boom, he's gone. Right. That's and he'll break out. And under it's, intangibles, it's going to be 100% on the vision. Right. right. And he That's never – his deal. When you watch a Le'Veon Bell play, he never took off and ran right in the back of an offensive lineman and took him out. Yeah. And that's what offensive linemen love. I know most. I know most of those big guys love that. A guy that'll put their hand on their back, boom, yeah. let those guys work their guy, and then take off off of it instead of have that guy that just boom, buries into buries you, into yeah, you and get that first down, get a few extra yards, and just roll you over. So I like Kennedy Brooks. His patience, all right, love his all game. Right. And oh, you I, I think you might have you might have uh, convinced me that maybe he's a little bit yeah. more than I initially thought. Hey, he, he always yeah. gets positive yards. He does and always he, get positive yards. What you're gonna also see is he's not beat down. Right. Yeah. He, his, his body's not broken down. He took down. a year off. He took a year he had off. Had the fresh legs. And OU didn't utilize him. Exactly. Even whenever he was averaging 10 yards a carry, they didn't utilize Everybody him. Everybody had a year off this year. Yeah, every, a lot of people had a year off. <laughs> I think that uh, – I think I'm probably a little bit – the last running back I watched at OU and I thought this kid's going to be a star was JoJo Mixon. Yeah. And Mixon physically was just – I mean, you're, you're talking yeah. – like guys that I've seen that I would compare to Mixon are Des Bryant and Adrian Peterson and you know that type of just free, yeah. bro the ability to turn his Receiver hips hands, and run full speed with his shoulders facing yeah speed. I mean just a freak just, yeah check so the like box. he got pretty he, he the way he runs he got pretty feet oh yeah I'm like oh oh hell yeah yeah, yeah. and Nixon he makes is, it look good yeah no joke I think Kenny Brooks is a, is a step away from that type of athleticism which is probably top where in, my head yeah is he that. don't have that yeah. top end speed like for Nixon. sure new. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the defensive side. We'll start with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah jumped 31 inches. He had a 4.7040, which I thought he might be there or maybe even a little bit faster than that. And he benched it uh, 23 times at Pro Day. I, this is probably the one guy on here that is, is either bang or bust for me. Either he is going to make it in that league or he is just not. It, good college football player, right? Man, yeah. wild because I saw so much more promise in him. But you also saw a defense that put him at a three technique, put him at a lot of disadvantages a lot of time within the game. Yeah. Um, so 
his film the year before was a lot better than his film his last year. Right. Uh, they because he was on the edge. You you had Neville in there. You had other guys that were in the inside. So it didn't it didn't need him where he was at. It wasn't Neville. I forgot who it was they had there, but. He did some things at the defensive end position that was like, holy crap. You leave him there, long, rangy guy that gets off the edge, bends the edge really well. Yeah. Um, look good at the end. I think, I think if he gets in the right situation um, and he gets an opportunity to play, uh, somebody gets hurt in front of him, if he gets to a place where there's some big-time guys there, he won't get it. I think I look at him as more like a, a Jimmy Wilkerson. Okay. Defensive end that came yep. out of Oklahoma had all the got the intangibles. Tall, linky, can not. And Jimmy had had a good size to him though. But he had he was really good bending his hips and getting around the corner as right. well. You think so, he played three four DN? Nah, I, he would be better suited as a four three DN. Yeah, yeah. If he's he, he putting his hand in the dirt, getting he's off the ball. He's gonna have to get a little stronger to be a three four DN. What's that four seven do for you as a four three DN? Shit, he's a defensive end. If he can get off the ball two steps, he needs to get from here to here. That's yeah, it. Right. What's, I don't need him. What was his 10 second in that yeah. 40? His 10 right. second is what's important in that one, like he said. And and Jimmy started off really good at a defensive end. Jimmy ate himself into a three. But, I mean, yeah, Jimmy was damn good as a defensive end. Jimmy was another guy that he would have stayed one more year. Man. I like, I, but I, I like difference. him. He just has to get to the right right position, right place, and he can get be able to grow into his career. We hit that. You hit him yet? Yeah. Yeah, we you touched concur? in there. Okay, all right. A lot of concurring going on. Yes, we I think concur. he's going to have to put on a little weight if he's going to play in the three-four. Where he's at? Um, I mean, he's he's pretty good with his technique and his first step. You know, he's he's just going to have to get in the right situation. Right. He's not a guy that somebody's going to draft to play right now. He's going to have to earn it. Uh, up next, Perry on Winfrey. We all saw Perry on the Senior Bowl just decimate all. Uh, I think we all understand what he brings. <laughs> Who won it? Yeah, that dude is his. The thing that makes Perry on Winfrey so interesting to me is not only his size, but he is absolutely a uh, a freak physically, right? He I mean, as far as in his demeanor, his attitude, like everything about him is just meaner than shit. Like you just gotta love how he just wants to fight. I think he that kid's. That yeah, he does. He's he wants get to get it. paid. No question. He showed up at all the right times. Bro, he is freaking intense. I love it. I love. He got a dog mentality. I, I think he's going to do great at the NFL because he has an he has an NFL mindset. Yes, he it's does. all about. I want to make this money, but I also want to be the best at what I'm doing while I'm making this money, and I want to hurt anything in front of me. Yes. And so he's going to have a good mentality to step in somewhere and play as a as a one or three. He has a good takeoff to be a three. I agree. And he can be a one if he wants to put on a little bit more weight as well. So he can be a one or three if you want him to. So he's got a frame to put he, the weight on. And dude's and a monster. Athletic. You think he, he is played himself athletic. into the first round? Huh? You think he played himself in the first round? First round or first day? I mean, he's going to be the I early picks in the second round. Be yeah. Like late first, early second. I agree. And I agree. I think he 100% earned that since the bowl game. I thought he was maybe third round at best before that. Let's, uh, let's stick with the defense here and go LaRon Stokes. This is was intriguing to me. I think that Mr. Stokes is a much better football player than we were allowed to see him be in that Alex Grinch defense. Right. I would have loved to see him with BV for just one season. Um, Stokes, 33-inch vertical. He ran a 4.940, uh, a 4.6820, benched it 23 times. I mean, I, you know, I just don't know that this kid is going to stick, although he had all the intangibles coming in to be a great one, right? 4.6820? Like, 
Four six eight twenty. Yeah, twenty yard shuttle. Not scream quick feet to me no. for a D line. Yeah, that screams he's going to be on his back. Right. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, I think for him, I think for for LeBron himself, I think he expected more out of himself. He didn't have the film to go with it, and you kind of can see that as he, he, you know, go about this combine and you look at his numbers and stuff. When he first got here, I thought he was he had a lot of promise and stuff, and I think. The season and the things that happened from year in to year out kind of wore him down mentally. You can see that's a it's a guy that goes out there with a lack of confidence. Yeah, and, and you, you can almost I, I I can see it in his numbers. I mean I, I've been that person before. You have that lack of confidence in yourself. You just yeah. you just don't let loose anymore. You you're you're running tight. You're running not to make a mistake. You're doing all these things within a combine not to not to mess up or look bad, and it just comes off comes off as that way so right. I don't see I don't I don't I mean he's going to be a free agent I don't see him getting drafted um, but like some some so many other free agents it's going to be something he's going to have to wild people with this play on the field because um, they're going to be looking for a reason to cut him anyway yeah I agree look him as a camp body and they're going to look for a reason to cut him so he's going to have to really show out and play well and that's just my honest opinion of what it's going to be yeah he's going to have to fall into a a situation. I don't. I, I'd bet a lot of money. He's probably not going to get drafted, so he's going to have to fall into a perfect situation. Pre-game's going to have. Hey, preseason going to have to be. He got to be a monster in preseason. Yeah, the handful of plays he gets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That, that first game. First game, and what? Maybe the second game. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have to earn the plays after those two. Yep. Sticking with the uh, the defense in Delarian Turner Yell has a 122 inch broad jump. He ran a 44740. And uh, he benched it. Uh, he didn't bench, so he just did the two, the broad jump and the 40-yard dash. You know, this is a kid that I, I also feel like film really didn't give him any, oh. do him any justice. You know what I mean? I like, I think and he has a good film. Yeah, yeah it, I loved watching. I loved watching him play. Trouble yeah. can play. And the way that he played. Yeah, no, I think he's a good player for sure. I think he's better than what he looked on film. Is what I'm saying. I think yeah. this is a kid that's yeah. gonna. I think whoever drafts him in third or fourth round. Is going to get a steal. I think, I think somebody's going to yeah. get a big bargain. Yes, I agree 100%. He's a bargain draft. They're going to get a damn good player. I yeah. like I like him. He's going to go in the later rounds, like you said, because of the film. Uh, he was injured his last year, had the little collarbone issue, yeah. and he had a little, I think, ankle or something like that. But, man, when he's on the field, you saw how he he steadied the waters for OU's defense. He and Pat Fields back there at the, at the safeties position, they steadied the water a lot of time back there and kept those guys kind of – in the right position, and when they were gone out of the backfield, out of the back end, you saw a lot of trouble back there as well. So, he's a good player. Um, he's gonna he's gonna do fine in the NFL. He may have he may make a career out of it. He stays healthy. He'll play for a little bit. Uh, let's go, Brian Osamoa. He uh, thirty six vertical, uh, four five six forty. Been said twenty three times. Don't Man. feel as confident about Brian as I did. Uh, That's a guy I really would have loved to. Have. Seen Come another back. year. Yep, one more. But year. then again, I don't. Some of the talent that's there and coming in. I don't know I if don't he could have played in the Brent Venables defense that's the way the he, <laughs> the way he he went about playing football in the Alex Grinch defense. Just yeah. shooting his gun every now and then, unsound on a lot of things, taking shots and not keeping leverage the right way, not tackling soundly. Um, but. He has flashes of athleticism that of, of, uh, of athleticism that is crazy. Dude is crazy athletic, but his 
being under control, playing the game with that athleticism is something he's going to have to get under control to play in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he has talent. Now, he, I, don't get me wrong. The kid has talent. But we didn't hear his name as much, much as, as we should have. Yeah. He had plays that he could have made. He could have made some gigantic plays in a lot of games, and he just missed them for whatever reason it was, not knowing where he had to be or not yeah. being where he was supposed to be or just taking the shot and shooting his gun and not making the play. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't know bad. nothing like – I don't know. Maybe have Couple technical bad issues. Yeah. 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 Like he never really had a grasp of it all, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Their, defense, know. They, their defense was complicated. I'm he was that way. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong, For all the wrong reasons, no doubt. Right. Know, that's a guy that we definitely – there's potential there, and we would yeah. have loved to have seen more of it. Somebody's going to – He's going to have to work really hard on special teams. Yeah, somebody's going to yeah. develop him, though. Well, they, look, he's got they develop him. He's, he's got, got that be, speed, yeah. though. Special teams for sure. He's got, he's got yeah. some Size things going speed. for him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. He's going to have to go make his money over there. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to the offensive end. Mike Woods. He didn't have Mike for long there in Norman. He's 35-inch vertical. He ran a 4.55 at a 4.420 and a 7.05 three-cone drill. He did not bench press. This kid is a playmaker to me. Like He's just an he's absolute playmaker to me. the one person that would have been better off not transferring to Oklahoma last year. Yes. Where did he come from? Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Should have stayed there. He should have just yeah. stayed. But nobody knew what was, what gonna was gonna be. What, right. Arkansas nobody gonna saw be. that coming, and yep. nobody saw Arkansas coming. Right. I mean, you never know when somebody's gonna check out. You never know when somebody's gonna check in. I I agree with him. I, I think he has some good speed. He has he has decent speed, but his game speed is faster than what he has uh, in a forty. Um, he's short area quick. He competes for every ball that comes his way. 100%. So, he's going to be a guy that's going to... Yeah, Mid-round draft pick? Mid-round, mid-round draft pick. I mean, he's going to go out, turn a few heads somewhere in camp, and all he, has to, all he has to do is stay healthy and get in the right situation because, again, we keep talking about the right situation because we know the NFL is all about the 100%. right situation and being somewhere where he can be looked at and find his way We've as he gets into the NFL. guys drafted, undrafted. They just hit the right situation. Maybe one guy gets hurt. Maybe it's they're hurting at that position. Right. It's a lot of timing. Yeah, timing is everything. Yeah, there's no I question mean, there's about that. There's a lot that goes into that to make it at that level. Not everybody's a surefire first round pick, and not everybody's got enough money dumped in them. No I've question. Third round draft picks get cut before we even made it during training. During training. Right. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. All right, Sooner Nation loses a favorite this year in Jeremiah Hall. Uh, Jeremiah had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Great he didn't seem overly confident about his ability to test. Like, this is just not his thing. It will. But the thing that uh, impressed me about him is, you know, at every interview he had, he wowed them as far as what he knows about the game of football on the whiteboard. And to see him at Pro Day, he improved. There's no question about it. He goes out and runs a, what, a four? Where is it at here? A f- four, four, five. It? No, four seven nine is four, what he seven? ran, okay. which nice. was a significant improvement to the four nine something he ran in in Indianapolis. So yeah, uh, he got better for sure there. I thought his yeah. twenty yard was good at a four five two, and he ran a three cone in seven two two, which is not bad. Nineteen reps on the bench. You, Jeremiah Hall's a football player, and yeah. the, the problem I have with this position and this type of athlete here, because I I will always go back to Dimitri Flowers and think if that dude didn't make it to the NFL, none of these H backs are gonna make it in the NFL, right? And so. 
I don't know what his role is on the next level, and it is a very team specific thing. Yeah, you gotta have a team that wants a guy like that. Again, so like it I'm comes thinking to the situation. He's right. gotta go to a team that utilizes a fullback. I think athleticism wise, he's more athletic than Dimitri was. Dimitri probably is a little bit more maybe a better blocker than he was. But I think right now the way the NFL is trending and what San Francisco was able to do with a right. full, with a fullback and the matchup problems that it, it possesses with a fullback that can run routes. Um, I think he's done himself a good – he's done himself some good in his pro day by running his route running and what he was able to do with his hands in pro day. Um, I, I think he's going to be a guy in the right situation. He'd probably get drafted in a late – way later rounds for somebody that, had, that needs a utility guy because, right. again, you, it's hard to find blockers and then it's hard to find a guy that can go out and run routes – against linebackers and win against linebackers. And that's what the 49ers had. That's what a lot of guys had with the two and three tight ends. And those kind of form. it's hard to match up with that. It is. When you it don't is. know that guy's going to be running around. You're how, gonna, do I, how do I match up to that? You're yeah. going to have to look for a Shanahan or an old school coach that just likes football players. Right. And that's Vrabel the team or that's somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee, San Francisco, Tennessee. even Baltimore a little Baltimore bit, probably well. in the market for somebody like that, right? Yeah, you look at – I'm telling you, you even look at um, Pittsburgh. Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Buffalo, yes. I'm telling you, all those teams that are running the ball, even um, Kansas City, look at it. They use Blake Bell in a lot of different ways as also. No question. So, I mean, you got to look at that. They the, find the league is for athletes. Hey, the league is trending to come back to the old athletic football fullback yeah. that comes out there, can this block week, and catch the ball. There was guys when, when I was in San Diego, we, we had guys that were just really damn good athletes. Right. And they would find ways to get them on the field. And usually it would start off with they'd be a badass on special teams. Right. And then they'd get a few shots. Maybe they were just a 6'4 receiver that was stone hands, but maybe the occasional jump ball in the end zone. We can, you know, throw him a bone. Right. Because he's pro bowl at tackling people on special teams. This is the guy, though, for me, that I, I wish the most luck to. I want to see Jeremiah Hall have success. I oh, think he's going to be successful either way. He's just a great up. dude. Yeah. No I think he'll be. He's going to be successful in life. He's, yes, that's he a good, is. Good I like him. He'll be a good dude in life. All right, let's let's uh, let's go to the kicker, Gabe Burkick. This is one of the more interesting uh, conversations that I've, I've had yeah. about a player in a, a long time because physically what we know of him is this kid is everything that you want in a kicker distance-wise, accuracy, the whole nine yards. But to end last season, and maybe yeah. I'm crazy. He had some moments. He had the yips. He had the, lip, like the he, yips in last season. So he I had a few moments last year. Until then, he was a surefire going to get drafted kicker, which he, is oh, tough 100%, to say. Yes. <laughs> and, and, not, then last and not a last-round guy. I'm talking somewhere yeah. probably third, fourth Somebody round. Somebody would yes. have burned a pick on the guy because yes. he's a weapon. Yeah, He is a I, weapon. I still yeah. think, I mean, if he, if he had a good – combine out there in, um, in Indy, I think somebody burns a pick on him. Yeah. yeah. I, I see. I, because there was – you got to look at Oklahoma and look at yeah. the turmoil that was going on with this team the last overall year. demeanor, the, the, the way things went in general. I mean, everybody underperformed pretty much across the board. Across right. the board. I mean, so. you, you go back and you look at the, the Oklahoma situation last year. Yeah. You could kind of see why maybe he had the yips or different things that were happening throughout the year. It just kind of made things a little crazy for him. So I, I, you saw a guy that kind of dipped in confidence, but you cannot, you cannot substitute for a big leg like that. That yeah. kid's leg is ridiculous. If I'm an NFL GM, I'm looking at that list right there, and I'm thinking these are my bargain picks yeah. that I'm going to try to get late just because of what happened this year. Do you think Burkett's one of the – you think he gets drafted? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. 
I think he gets drafted. My brain wouldn't allow me to draft a player in that position that I the, the most recent games I saw him play in, he struggled. Because he can kick yeah. 60 yarders all day in practice. That doesn't mean shit to me. Right? But can you kick a 60 yarder in a game again? Because you were great at it and then you all of a sudden weren't. You don't look hey, like Remember that boy from Florida State? Uh, uh, General Kowski. Nope. No, no, no. The a, a Rio, a, a Royo, or yeah, something the, like that. He, yeah. he was perfect in college. Was a was he a first round pick? Like the Jets drafted that dude in the first kick, round, and it went downhill. And fast. he got into the NFL and fell apart, just missing kicks left and right. Like now, I, I think he's a late round pick. Somebody going to take a yeah. pick on Our him late round. Day. There's some old people. There's a lot of old kickers in the league right now. Yeah, truth. And this is a new day and age. And our man Gabe had some amazing. Social media stuff. So I'm curious how that's going to start factoring in. Are you serious right now? People are going to watch this guy spinning a ball, kicking four, five, six, 50, 60 yarders back to back to back to back. And he has some kicks in games where, I mean, big games where, you know, he knocked the big ones down. Right. And was like nonchalant about it, you know. Right. So, I mean, he's, he has that confidence still with him. He's going to be okay. Okay. All right. All right. Somebody going to bring, hey, they're going to bring him in the, uh, fly him in. Have him cook, kick some kicks under pressure. He does it all right under the pressure. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the next two here are guys that I both I thought both should have returned to Oklahoma this year, and Marquise Hayes and Tyrese Robinson. Uh, just going through their their measurables, I don't think either one of them impressed uh, greatly at in their combine situation. Um, I don't know that either one of these guys end up getting drafted. Um, Maybe late rounds. I don't know that either one of these guys stick. It would yeah. have been. Say Hayes has a chance for some later rounds. I think Robinson should have came back 100%. Yeah. Or Rob... what? Yeah, Tyrese Robinson. Robin- yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, he should have came back 100%. Uh, Hayes, man, he, I think he improved a lot. He showed a lot of mental, you know, mess-ups earlier in his career. I mean, he pretty much. Shit. Probably broke my record with the penalties that he got. I said, damn, but that boy held everybody. Year, yeah. yeah, I think he held everybody. I mean, he this probably last year he did a little better, and it went over to the right guard. It went on him a little more this year, but yeah, last year it was like, oh, Hayes, what you do, man? Right, <laughs> and you just knew it was him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that man has so many holding penalties. He probably held every person, in yeah. every. Every defensive lineman in the entire league. And seeing some yeah. of these numbers in the 20-yard and the three-cone. Yeah, 40s were slow. Like, I mean, that man from – This uh, guy has some knee surgeries. What's going on? The yeah. D lineman from West Virginia probably still sacking the quarterback too. Yeah. Right. Rough. And he took him for a ride in that game too. Took him to back to the quarterback a few times. I don't know. He got a lot of – he got a lot of he has to show. I mean, yeah. he's a big guy, physical. So, I mean, he, I he like plays his, with that, that mean mentality. When he gets a hold of somebody, he'll ride him to the whistle. I mean, he, yeah. he's he got some meanness He's physical, him. but just, shit. Did y'all see the uh, – Some things he's just crazy. Yeah. yeah he, he's, he needed a couple of years of Schmitty and not somebody else. He 100% needed a couple of years of Schmitty for sure. Uh, yeah, I think we all could say, you know, that we wish those dudes the best of luck. They're getting ready to embark on a journey that is – uh, exciting every little boy's dream. You play college football. You're most likely wanted to play in the NFL. So, yep. uh, just wish them all the, the, like I said, the luck and stay healthy. Yeah, and yeah, we all breaking them down. But I, I do mean, the I wish thing. them the best. This is a stressful situation. Absolutely, is either yeah. something that you played your whole life is gonna continue to go, or is gonna be just the, drop the, off, the yeah, done off, just done at the end of it. Yep. You know, I, nothing's I, a given. I actually talked to, to uh, Jeremiah Hall today up at OU, and you know, that's what he said. You know, he said, "I feel like I just." 
ended it all today. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of it. Yeah. Like I just took my my last final. That's exam. what he said. Yeah, yeah. it's like, tough. It's man. tough. Man. I mean, that's yeah. just, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, after you yeah. do this combine stuff, it's like, man, I, did I just finish everything I've been working for? Like, yeah. so I had three I, or four teams call me. It's turning my last paper. I didn't talk to any of those teams during the draft. Right. So you never know. Yeah. Yep. I never talked to the Chargers one fucking time in the whole process, and that's who drafted me. Yeah. That's crazy. You turn your last paper like, shit, I, I don't know what's going on. Done. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. well, hopefully they'll, they'll all get an opportunity for sure. They'll all get an opportunity. Everybody. Yeah. Can't I feel like what, the, what that class dealt with this last year, hell, they all deserve an opportunity at this point. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, turmoil to say the least. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We're talking spring game. It is April twenty third, three p.m. The date is set. Um, I think I'm probably the only one of the group that experienced a coaching change going into the spring. And I'll tell you this, right? Yeah. Because y'all didn't have, right? No, I mean, yeah, it was I, too I had an all O line coach change, change. Okay, but he took the and job at, between like the yeah. Big Twelve and the bowl game. Right. So we, you know. We had a month with Wilson, so it wasn't really anything new. Right. I mean, he could finally ingrain his, you know, we went back to putting our hand on the ground. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. But, <laughs> you know. Um, it's, it is interesting, right, when you get a head coach coming into a spring because all those kids that were on the we hate you list, right, coach don't like me list, we all know who these dudes were. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden they had a whole different mindset because it was a yeah. new guy, new staff, you know, new – Fresh new start. life. And so I remember that spring being as competitive as a spring as we ever had because everybody was back in the mix. <sighs> you know, you had a second chance. You're new not life. an asshole anymore. You're not an asshole anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and look, Oklahoma's giving the vibe right now that this spring's going to be wild anyway. Like the energy level is through the roof. The attitude is through the roof. Like they want to get on the football field right now. This spring is going to be productive to say the least. I think it's going to be a fun spring. I mean, yeah. you look at their, the the coach they have. If, if if a team takes on the mentality of their coach, it's going to be one Dude. intense ass spring. And somebody, yeah. so you're going you'll probably see some some uh, some hits that you probably hadn't seen in the Not spring. Not going to see oh, people sure. on a knee on the side. You probably I mean, gonna it's see. just feet are going to be moving all the time. The effort's going to like, be there. He's going to keep everybody on their toes. If anybody wants to be any anything like the guy, I mean, like I think he it, wasn't my. He was on the other side of the ball. And just listening to him talk and being around him made you want to be a better player. You listen to some of the videos that he that that's on 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 Twitter or anything like that, and you hear him talk and speak. That is him. That is all right, the time. That's him all the time. And that it, he's like when a, he got off of that plane in those first videos and and the videos of him on the plane, like that's him, man. I mean, he said, that, <laughs> "Boomer, let's get ready, OU." He yeah. was, hey, he met that shit. I mean, he yeah. is he is, he is playing, but yeah. he's serious. He is serious. He is. Uh, yeah, he's bringing it. And I mean, he. I love like some of the things he says. You know, um, he, he's talking about you know you're you're coaching the heart. I mean, you're 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 you're, you're when you're talking to a player, you you love the kid and all that stuff, but you coach and love the heart of the player, and you you you, you fix the soul and the player will do whatever he can for you. He'll he'll go to the ends of the earth for you to play for you and do what he needs for you. But you got to show a player. You got to show kids you love them, that that you love them, that you, you genuinely want to see them succeed in life. And 
that's I think that's the mentality he's putting right now into those kids. That's whenever he speaks to them. That's the uh, the the that's where the where he speaks from. He speaks from the heart about you coming out and I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you to I'm gonna love you to player. I'm gonna love you as who you are as a man. And we're gonna get this football thing on going where it's supposed to go. But you're gonna have to love you first. I mean, that, and that's a that's one of the biggest things you know right now with. What you see, what happened with the Stanford softball player, uh, soccer player, yeah. um, you Katie know, Meyer. you, you got to start loving yourself as well. I mean, yep. this is going to I mean football, whatever collegiate sport that you play, it, it's going to take a toll on you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all had this crazy ass pressure on us to succeed, to get every play right, to not to step right, to be one inch to the left, one inch to the right. Like, damn, how can I remember to line up at an inch another way or, or I'm wrong or I get cussed out for it? Right. And you program yourself to be at that inch. That's how, that's how, that's how much of a margin for error it is in, in the game. But, but in life, teaching the player to love themselves and teaching them that I love you no matter if you mess up or not, I'm going to be hard on you. I'm going to coach you hard, but I love you at the end of the day. Absolutely. To where you don't feel like you, you're down on yourself. And I feel that's how he's expressing himself to these young men. You know, we, we had the chance to meet some of the OU assistant coaches, and the guy that really jumps off the page to me uh, was Miguel Chavez, and he's coaching the defensive ends at OU right now. And as I listen to Rufus talk about his former coach and his mindset and what he's going to instill at Oklahoma, I'm seeing Miguel Chavez on the podium echoing the same exact sentiment he meant to he said uh at one point i think he said if you're not 50 percent psychologist and you're not coaching today he said you've got to you've got to be in it with your kids you've got to love your kids on a level that's just not about football he's having dinner with his athletes and asking them about their girlfriends and their lives and their families like he's trying to get to know them on a much deeper level and even jeremiah hall in the re- our recent podcast he said you know the the open door policy that brent venables has is something that they missed, you know, feeling like they could go ask him anything or, you know, say anything to him uh, like they had a, a family member, an ally, somebody that's, that believes in them, that's with them right. uh, on the team. And I'm, t- I'm sitting to myself thinking, how in the hell did we not know Lincoln Riley wasn't that dude? Yeah. Like, how do we know for that's years crazy. that he wasn't that dude? I know I Rufus. Mean, we Rufus were, knew. We Rufus were a lot knew. more strict <laughs> yeah. when Bob was there, but – there was always an open door policy. We right. could always go up and walk into that. Always go up to the second floor and walk into any of the coaches' offices. I mean, and there's always guys yeah. around that you can talk to. I mean, I remember when I got done playing football. I mean, I talked to Merv Johnson. That's what got me my first job. Coach Merv is the first one that got me into pharmaceutical sales. And I said, man, I need a, I need a job. I'm just getting done with the NFL. And he said, I have a, I have a, a, a pharmaceutical guy that's asking, looking for athletes. I'm gonna give him a call. Sure enough, that's where I got my first job, and it was Merv Johnson. I went back up to OU and talked to – didn't go to Coach Stoops' office or anybody else's office. I went and saw Merv Johnson because he knew everybody in Oklahoma. Merv, everybody right, loved everybody. him. And, you know, if, Merv, if, if Coach Johnson gives you a call, somebody will stop and listen and said, hey. Absolutely. So, you know, you had those people. I mean, I had – Colonel Garibay was a guy that I talked to all the time. Oh, man. Colonel's that, awesome, He man. was awesome. If I had some issue I was going through – yeah. I'll talk to Colonel, man. And if he, you got in trouble yeah. on a late night or weekend he, and you had to call, Colonel was the dude. So you right. had those people that was all over the place, man. I mean, Julie Watson, I mean, she was McGee back then. I mean, if you yeah. ever had an issue with a family, some, somebody needed somebody to call, hey, call Julie. Julie will figure out who you need to talk to. Right. So I always kind of knew the little people, the people that was not say little, but the people that were there that can help me out with certain situations and know who to, knew who to go to. And – that's what I think he's bringing back. 
Yeah. Instead of having that yeah. such a closed off thing, and he's bringing in a lot of younger guys that is going to help bridge a, a, some other gaps that Absolutely. I think Oklahoma has in their situation. Also, right. like there's a lot of gaps that needs to be closed on closed between the former players and the players that are there now, um, because as athletes we leave from Oklahoma almost at a disadvantage career-wise from I mean, any like any athlete leaves at a disadvantage career-wise because most people leave and they boom right into a career right so it's, it, they had a chance for you know an internship, internship. or something like that right. we didn't have those back yeah. then but nfl guys and you go to the nfl you play three four five years you don't make a crazy amount of money you come back and you're trying to figure your way out open up a business you know, you need to have those avenues and stuff and people to call to help Absolutely. grow your business also. Absolutely. I uh, I feel like it was Marilyn Middlebrook for us in Stillwater, our academic coordinator. We just loved her, and that's the only person I ever felt like. Yeah, we'll I let, just Teresa to. was awesome, man. Teresa, Teresa yeah. Turner I, was awesome. Teresa, I'll go talk to Miss Teresa uh, every now and then, but my, my girl, the person I was always cool with when it came to academic, academics was Kendra Green. I mean – she was always there to listen, help me out, whatever I needed. Not say do my stuff for me, but she was just always there to listen. Right. And when I needed to get to the graduating point, I didn't go see Miss. I went and saw Kendra. Kendra looked at my stuff. All right, you need to get in this and this. Because Miss Teresa had so many people she was yeah, right. She had like all the sports. Everybody. So yeah. she helped me out. Because when we well. were there, she was the only one yeah. the first couple years. Yeah, and so. then they started bringing her as support staff. So, yeah, at first it was Teresa – and Colonel and Dr. Gurney. And Dr. <laughs> Gurney was cool, man. You had to get in to know Dr. Gurney a little bit because he was dry. I mean, and God but rest his soul, too, though. You Gurney know, was cool, He's man. awesome, man. Yeah. You passed away? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I feel like somebody just mentioned that his name to me on a podcast yeah. here recently. Uh, I had no idea. That Dr. Was. Gurney, yeah, awesome, and okay. love Dr. Gurney. Yeah, I right. love that, dude. Well, also on the, uh, the spring game, April 23rd, the Baker Mayfield statue dedication will happen uh, that day, Baker Mayfield, one of the iconic figures in college football in the last 20 years, uh, one of the more polarizing figures we've probably seen in the last yes. 50 years of college football, and a Heisman Trophy winner. Baker nut grab Mayfield. Yeah, I love them. I thought the ba- I, I was a the Baker Mayfield freaking stand when he was in Oklahoma. I want the statue oh, want to the... be planting the flag. Yeah, I, I look. I'm conflicted. It's the only with that. way you can show the guy. I, I was the there for that. Oh, that, right? yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. No, you can't do the ball grab. Come on, man. Right, at least you got to. At least you got to make the statue with a big uh, sack or something. What about him running from the Fayetteville police? <laughs> ah, that'd be a good one. Right. I bet uh, somebody got a Heisman pose at some point during that. There's and no it, question. We just never got to see it. Someone got a Heisman pose during that. No, that that kid is he is special in every way. I still believe the Baker Mayfield can be. A great NFL player one day. I'm. I still. I just. Yeah. I think he's got all the intangibles to be uh, awesome. But he's very deserving of this statue. Obviously, there in Heisman Park uh, in Norman. I am an Ohio kid. I was flustered when he planted that flag. I'm like, this is Ohio Stadium. I know he's not getting ready to do that here. I was he's there right in front of me, and uh, I was like, you're welcome, Ohio. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And so, <laughs> I, if it was any other school. But Ohio, I pretty Ohio State. I'm pretty sure that they would they wouldn't mind doing that if they do it. You know, that's one of well, the other I mean, prestigious they just brands. Just came in the year before and kicked his ass in his own house. Yeah. So there was a little bit going it was a little on. Bit it's not like they, just, they, they came out there and they flew their yeah. little Ohio State flag going all around the field. So hey, look, yeah, they broke it off. They broke the it year off. Before. They gave them the business, man. Yeah. You, if you, my thing is, if it's the flag, I don't want the flag to be bronze or copper, whatever it is. I want the flag to be an actual flag. 
right? I want that flag to be interchanged. Like you stick the flag, flag into in his hand, and then it's going to be an actual and then it like just it's waves, OU flag like an that actual wave. OU flag that would wave. Well, that'd be like, cool. That'd be cool. Do it. As yeah, but right? I'd be cool, cool if it was bronze because yeah. I want it always up. Nah, I just want it up I, all yeah. the time. <laughs> I think that would be a cool concept. Right? And then whenever you got the vet Veterans Day, you can go ahead and put, put a American American flag. Yeah, yeah, right. And then you know, once the flag gets tattered up, you and that would be that would be in Baker fashion. Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. Let's, let's cool. throw the stars and stripes up this week. I yeah. like this. I like this. I like, this I like where this is going. Like it better be on there. I'm going to be pissed. Do yeah, you have, uh, we'll end this with uh, favorite Baker Mayfield memories. Oh, got to be the nut grab against Kansas. Uh, I knew you were going with the That's nut where grab. it all started. What do you mean it's where it all well, started? actually, it was, uh, I think it all started with the uh, putting the plant in the ground. Yeah. Because that was earlier in the season. Yeah. But the nut grab, man, that was a cherry on top. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. That was awesome. you just never seen a player do just, something so polarizing oh, that just, just flipped. And then everybody went nuts over it. I, I will always go back to that Ohio State game and just remember watching that kid execute at this level that I didn't think was possible in yeah. that stadium. You know, he was amazing. Trey Sermon yeah. as a freshman in that game, yeah. killed it. Demetri I mean, Flowers was, you know, had eight, eight receptions, I'm pretty sure, that game. In all seriousness, though, the game out in um, Tennessee yeah. was one of my favorite games oh, yeah. watching him play. I mean, because he refused. I mean, they were getting beat down. And I thought, he refused I thought to go we down. lost that one for a while. Like, he refused to go down. I mean, he made a play where he shook off the defensive end, boom, and just sh- bullet pass. He, he, just, he was just – he was unflappable in that second half of that game and then going into overtime. I mean, favorite game to watch him play. That was uh, – he got hot, and it just – he just kept on rolling. I love that game and watching him play. Yeah, Mayfield, one of the, uh, the best to ever do it in the college game. I think somebody that also left an everlasting mark on Sooner Nation – you know, we, yeah. the, almost to the point that it probably made things even more difficult for a guy like Spencer Rattler to come in with his demeanor being what it was and his attitude being what it was. You know, I, I, Baker Mayfield set a tone. His personality here. was – Baker Mayfield's personality was crazy, but his leadership was a lot. It was different. Yeah. Than and it was – he wore it on his chest, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah he went Baker to Kyler, who was a little more soft-spoken, and then he went to Jalen, which was a great leader, but seemed fairly Just soft-spoken. Soft-spoken, right. yeah. He didn't – he just had his – he was just very direct in the And then we came to Spencer, which was completely different. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Yeah, who <laughs> is this? What it was. Yeah, right. That, that, that kid kind of had the, the stuff he stacked some, up against he him. He had some words. Yeah. He, so he had some words he said, though, out there in, social, in the uh, media world. Oh, yeah. Rufus texted me this the other day. Like, Did you see this article in 247 Sports? Like where he learned more in one month. Yeah. Yes. That's a dig at old Lincoln, man. Yeah. I don't know what you say, man. That is a dig at him for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that he uh, – he definitely took a shot at Lincoln. And, and I thought what you said was interesting. You know, do we find out as uh, we watch Rattler play and Caleb Williams play uh, this next season, do we find out that maybe, you know, it was more those players that Lincoln coached than it was Lincoln? You know, yeah. is that a possibility? I don't know. We'll see. We're going to find out. Gonna, yeah. And I think if from, like from what he said, from what Spencer said, Makes it under, makes it understandable why Caleb took a long time making, making his a decision. decision on where he was going to go. Right, and we'll see how it plays out in this whole entire process. But man, I can't. This this college football season has a lot of a lot of excitement because of <laughs> all that OU, all the fruits that came from OU. I mean, because you on the East Coast and the West Coast. I mean, you got Spencer Rattler all the way on the East Coast, yeah. and you got all the way on the West Coast. Here right. you got. 
you got the Cali situation going on. So, and then you got right then, right smack dab in the middle was Oklahoma that just, you know, right there just doing their thing, having to rebound from you Working. losing their coach. Yeah. You know, losing their coach. The story who's supposed to be the guy. They're the ones yeah. I see putting in the real work and yeah. not the in front of the camera and social media and Twitter work. Like, right. So this may, to me, I think the narrative is going to be at the end of it is, is this going to, like, Lincoln has Riley has so much pressure on him right now because if this doesn't work, that's the end of oh, it's whatever over. he yes. once was. 100%. Yep. I mean, uh, you either crash and burn this shit down, yep. and he then made out like a fat cat with money. Back Did to you East see Carolina. his new house? See the house that dude just bought? Someone no. popped up in my Twitter timeline today. $17 million on a bluff overlooking the ocean. Beautiful. Beautiful home. Has to be. Has yeah. to be, yeah. Hey, look, yeah. man. You I, can't go out there and buy two, three, four million dollar house. You're not going to be impressed. Yeah. I get it. I I applaud him and what he's doing, but I, I just think if the house and all that stuff will come with, I mean, but in California, they, they ain't going to matter if he, they're just going to fire him and nobody really right. is going to be lost. Care. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be lost. That's what he's looking for. That's what that dude was looking good. for. Yeah, he's looking he to go get lost. quietly, go about his job, make a bunch of yeah. money. And then this is not Sooner Nation. This is the early retirement. Path. I think is that. I think yeah. is it. He's going to be offensive coordinator after this. You think so? Yeah. NFL, NFL. Uh, are you going to be a head coach in the NFL? But yeah. I don't. I don't see this working out very well, just because of toughness has to be taught to kids coming from high school in the college. Yeah, you have to be tough and hard on them. It's a discipline you have to give some kids. Some kids coming from fatherless, motherless households. Kids has been raising themselves for a long time. Kids that's been running the streets selling dope, so you have to have hard conversation, hard workouts. Do you really want it? I don't need you, but I don't want you to be here type conversation. Right. And if you are afraid to have those conversations to make those kids mind the way you need them to mind, forget so about I think, it. I yeah. think he's more about just feeding the egos to keep them happy than right. he is the psychology Organized side chaos. like Chavez. Yeah. Organized chaos, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the burn down. This is going to be awesome. We the, know uh, you love to burn it down. The uh, the 22-23 <laughs> season is in full swing. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Once again, here we're at Brent's uh, Cajun Seafood. Big thank you to our sponsors, Nature's Key, Jackson's Kingfisher, and Totally Tickets. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I enjoyed it, boys. Thank did you. we get everything? Did we hit everything? Yeah, we hit everything. Yeah, I was going to cross one place. off there yeah, at the end. I was going to talk about the coaches' raises, but oh, all man, I was going to do is talk about jealous. that, man. They got to go ahead and make that money. Yeah. I don't want to talk about paid. people making go all that money. They're awesome. All right, boys. Have a good one. Thank you. Right.